Is something holding you back from doing the thing that you know God is asking you to do? In today's episode, we're going to talk about how to identify what might be holding you back and how you can actually step out in faith and follow where God is calling you. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, welcome back to the Mama with the Calling podcast. This is Alexia. Today, I want to talk to you about what might be holding you back from actually following God. And this could be anything from not starting the business that you know you're supposed to start, um, not quitting your job, or maybe it's just not doing the next big thing in your business already. The more I pray about the direction of my business and really listen to what God has placed on my heart, this is the core of it, that I am here to help you step out in faith and follow God. And again, I'm not saying that I am perfect at this and that I always do everything perfectly stepping out in faith, but I know that what God is sharing with me is for you and to help you step out in faith and follow God in everything he's asking you to do. Even if it's into the unknown, even if it feels scary and you're not sure what to do, you go. And the blessings on the other side of that action of faith are going to be unimaginable. So this week at church, this kind of stemmed because this week at church, the message that my pastor presented focused on the story of Peter and the miraculous haul of fish that Jesus gave him. And I love this story so much, but the take that the pastor had this time was actually different. And I couldn't help but think how perfect it was for what I know that you all are going through as you're wrestling with truly stepping out in faith and following God. So this story can be found in Luke 5, 1 through 11, and I'm just going to read it right now. Um, This is from the CSB version. As the crowd was pressing in on Jesus to hear God's word, he was standing by Lake Gennesaret, which is another name for the Sea of Galilee. He saw two boats at the edge of the lake. The fishermen had left them and were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, which belonged to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the land. Then he sat down and was teaching the crowds from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down your nets for a catch. Master, Simon replied, we've worked hard all night long and caught nothing. But if you say so, I'll let down the nets. When they did this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets began to tear. So they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them. They came and filled both boats so they so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, because I'm a sinful man, Lord. For he and all those with him 
were amazed at the catch of fish they had taken, and so were James and John, Zebedee's sons, who were Simon's partners. Don't be afraid, Jesus told Simon. From now on, you'll be catching people. Then they brought the boats to land, left everything, and followed him. So there's so much that we could go into here. Like I said, I love this story. But for today, I want to focus on um, how Jesus is actually building up trust with Peter in all these little requests he gives him um, so that Peter can ultimately follow him. So the first thing that Jesus does is ask Peter to push his boat out into the water a little bit. Not a big request, right? Not too big of an ask. Um, Just, can I use your boat? Now, remember, Peter had just gotten back from fishing. He could have been like, actually, you know what? We just got back in. I'm exhausted. Been fishing all night, etc. But he says yes. And this actually, I think, speaks to Peter's character. Because, like I said, he could have said no. Like, I'm tired. Go away. Who are you? But he recognized something different about Jesus. Something reverent, maybe, that he was willing to say, okay. And He at least respected that kind of authority or teacher figure um, because there was a crowd there, right? They're clearly, they're teaching, they're listening to him. So he's like, okay, this this guy is obviously a teacher and I'm going to respect that authority. So that that is in Peter, right? But I also think that maybe it's that Peter saw how everyone's attention was on this Jesus guy. And remember, it said there was a crowd. So When he asked to use Peter's boat, it's like an indirect way for Peter to be associated with the attention that comes from everybody who's looking at Jesus. It's like if you were at a concert or at a conference or something, and the person that's speaking or singing on stage comes and stands beside you or asks to use your pen or something. You feel like everyone is now looking at you because they're also looking at them. Like you're so close that it's like you're getting kind of included in that spotlight, right? And we know that Peter struggled with pride. So I can only imagine that this was potentially coming into play here. And I also want to point out that Jesus Jesus knew that Peter had a pride issue before asking him. So God can even use what might be a weakness to bring us close to him. And often those weaknesses can be used for good and even become a strength when they're used for God in the right way. So then Jesus asked him to take the boat back out into the deep water and let down his nets for a catch. So the first, you know, little test, little, little question that Jesus is asking Peter is just let me stand in your boat, push it out a little bit. And now he's going for the bigger ask, right? He's saying, I want you to let down your nets, go out into deep water and let down for a catch. Now, this is a bigger ask because Peter's the fisherman here not Jesus. And he'd been fishing all night already and he didn't catch anything. And Peter even tells Jesus this. So not only is Jesus asking him to go fishing when he just spent all night fishing and he caught nothing, he's also asking him to do something that feels illogical, right? He's not, this isn't going to happen. Like going fishing, we just went fishing. It's not going to happen. But he's also asking him to go fishing in the day, which again, logically lowers the chances of catching anything even more But in addition to that, asking him to do something illogical in the middle of the day, going fishing in front of a bunch of people, there's a crowd, remember, like even the people on the bank, they know that you don't go fishing in the middle of the day, you go fishing at night. So in this bigger request, Jesus is asking Peter, 
who is by trade, his career as a fisherman, he's supposed to know how to fish. He's asking him to do things differently. And he's asking him to put aside any fears or concerns about what others might think, since this is in front of a crowd of people. Now, in that moment, it would have made a lot of sense for Peter to say no, right? To resist, to care too much about what people think. But we know from other passages in the Bible that when Jesus spoke, there was also this sense of authority that kind of just oozed from him. And Peter doesn't know it yet, of course, but Jesus is seeing if Peter has what it takes to be an apostle to follow him. So even though it would have made sense for Peter to say no, and I often wonder, you know, this is the same exact thing that we all go through. If God is calling you to step out and do something illogical, do something a little bit different, change what you think you're supposed to be doing, you have the option there. Are you going to say, no, that's crazy. I'm never going to do that. That doesn't make any sense. Or are you going to say yes? Are you going to be worried about People are going to see me like I have this career. I know what I'm doing. You're not supposed to go fishing in the middle of the day. Or are you going to do what God's asking you to do? You're like thinking, no, I have a career. I have a nine to five. I have a job. You're not supposed to leave that career behind and work from home and be with your kids and have an online business. That, that feels crazy. And people are going to see me. And what are they going to think? Right? You have that option. Is it going to be them and the way you're perceived? Or is it going to be... I don't quite understand it, but if God's asking me to, then I'm going to do it. So in this moment, Jesus is seeing if Peter will put down his own pride and his own logic, right? Putting us at our logic. And I think that's something that a lot of us struggle with, especially if you have have a high like degree of education. And I'm not saying because, you, you know, it somehow makes that person, you makes you better or anything like that. But When we have gone through education for so long, it's almost like we are ingrained to think logic trumps everything, data, facts, information, you know, faith and like your hunch, feelings, those don't have a place in your career. So asking him to set aside that pride and logic is something that God is going to ask you to do the same, right? And he's asking Peter to simply listen to what he's asking him to do. No explanation. It doesn't make sense. But are you going to listen? Are you going to take my advice and do what I'm asking you to do? And then Peter says, if you say so, I'll let down the nets. And then he did it. So he decided yes. And, you know, the reward on the other side of this is a haul of fish so great that the nets began to tear and the boat started to sink. So Peter saw this and at that moment he fell before Jesus and said, go away from me for I'm a sinful man. It's like Peter couldn't comprehend this blessing. Like he didn't think he deserved it. And because getting a haul of fish like that was like getting this huge like financial blessing. I mean, this is their business. The fish he catches means sales and income for his family, his partners and their families. Like it's not just some fish, right? This is like a huge um, financial blessing. And I can't help but think about all the women that don't do what God is asking them to do because they don't think that they're worthy of the financial blessing on the other side, or even that they don't think that they're allowed to enjoy their life by being home with their kids that they think they have to stay in the nine to five. And it doesn't matter if you don't like being away from your kids, you have to just handle it, right? And in this moment, when I read that, I was like, why did Peter say that? Because of the fish. 
And I think is that he just couldn't even comprehend this much generosity, this blessing. And notice here also, it says that all those with Peter were amazed at what had just happened. So Andrew, James, and John were all a part of this. So when Jesus was asking Peter to do something crazy, like let down the nets in the middle of the day, it was actually going to be a blessing for those around him too. And I've never really noticed that before or even thought about that. But as I was preparing for this, the Holy Spirit just showed me that, you know, because this is a partnership, remember, like James and John and Peter and Andrew are business partners. So with, when Peter pulls up this hall, it doesn't just go to him. It blesses all of them and it ultimately impacts all of them. And Peter is going to, again, you know, inspire them later when he walks on water toward Jesus. Like he's the only one that gets out of the boat. And so there's, you know, this is a sign of he is going to be one who is going to lead. He's going to be an example. He's going to inspire those around him to also follow Jesus, to also follow what God is asking them to do. So sometimes God asks us to do things. And while it definitely impacts us and our faith and our success, it also impacts those around us. And I think we forget that sometimes. I know I know, I do. But you never know that if God is asking you to quit your job, and in doing so, when you actually quit your job, that you are inspiring and encouraging a colleague or a friend to do, to do the same. Like she feels trapped just like you do, but her fear keeps her there. But when she sees you do it, she sees you actually quit, suddenly she sees what's possible. Or maybe there's, you know, you're already, you already quit your job and you're working from home. And again, you, you, you kind of hide that fact. Maybe you just kind of quietly quit your job. You didn't really share it with family or friends. And, you know, because you feel a little bit like, yay, I did it. But you're kind of still in that place of, is that crazy? I can't believe I left my career, all of those things. And I've seen that from a lot of entrepreneurs. And I know I was the same way when I quit my job. There was sort of like a shame cloud that was over me of like, yeah, I quit my job to be home with my son and I do this online business. And it just felt like I knew the questions were going to come. You have a degree. Why did you do that? You quit your, you thought you had a PhD, like what? And because I didn't want to own up to that, I didn't really share about it. And when you don't share the things that God is having you do, you can't inspire those around you. If, if Peter was by himself in the boat, okay, then Peter would follow Jesus. Peter would experience that, but no one else would have seen it. Nobody else would have been impacted. And actually this, I shared on my personal Facebook page at one point, um, something I was doing for the podcast, like talking about working from home and, and creating an online business. And there was a girl that was from college that randomly just reached out and she was like, I've been reading every single one of your blog posts. I've been listening to your podcast. Like, I didn't even know this was an option. I I can't believe you did that. So that was just an example, like a real life example of what could happen. So thinking about yourself, who knows who is also going to be impacted by your actions and who God is actually trying to reach as he's working through you. Okay, so here's the final little trust, or not, it's not little, but here's the final trust exercise that Jesus gives Peter. In other versions of this same story in the other Gospels, um, Jesus then says, follow me. Now, as we read it, we sit here and we're like, yeah, it's Jesus. Of course, you're going to follow him. But remember, Jesus just gave Peter and the rest of the group this huge financial blessing, this huge safety net basically. And he just showed them what it feels like to fish and catch a huge haul and, 
you know, make tons of money, basically. So when Jesus is asking them to follow him, he's asking them to let go of the security of their job, the financial security, the normal way, the comfort of life that they gotten used to, their careers, and to follow him. And he's also seeing, right, if their hearts are in the right place. Because if money is the ultimate goal for them, the ultimate thing they're after, and that's what they love the most, then they're not going to follow him and they're not ready to follow him. He's not going to punish them or anything. He's not going to take it back. But that's part of it. Jesus wanted people that are going to follow him that would be willing to lay down those things if asked. Now, I want to say something about what it means to be tested by God here, because I think so often we can have a negative view of this, like God is is trying to see if we're good enough kind of thing, or if you miss the mark, um, then nope, you failed, you know, not using you. And the other thing I want to say is when it says test, the Bible says that God does not tempt us. He will not lead us into temptation. He will not tempt us to sin, but God does test and build the character. He tested Abraham when he asked him to sacrifice Isaac. He tested Joseph through all like 10 tests that he had to do to ultimately become, um, you know, second in command over all of Egypt. He didn't just put him there. He had to go through all these tests of character tests. So God does test our character and build us up. And I've definitely struggled with, with the perspective of God is putting me to a, through a test to see if I'm good enough. And if I'm not good enough, he's like failed, you know, big F. And but, but that doesn't sit right with me. And it didn't sit right with me for a long time because that doesn't align with God's character. As you read the Bible, you'll see that God just loves us so much. And any test that comes up is partially to prepare us for the thing that God actually is wanting us to do. Because if he just like using Joseph, for example, if he just put Joseph second in command, he would have totally ruined it. Right. When with Peter, he needed to work him to a place instead of just saying, hey, are you going to follow me and giving him a chance without even building the trust and building the connection? Peter may be like, no, who are you? And then he would have missed that opportunity. And so God does these tests. The way he does things is to actually prepare our hearts to be able to stand up and be the best that we can be in the thing that God's asking us to do. So the way Jesus did this, the way that he tested Peter in this, it was not just to test Peter's character, but also what Peter needed in order to follow Jesus and increase his trust in him and his faith. He knows that we need to get our hearts in a place of, yes, I can do this because God isn't going to twist our arm and he's also not trying to make us fail. He wants us to succeed. And in doing that, he's not going to put us in positions or ask us to do things that we're not ready for. So even if it starts with a little step of faith, if that's what we need to get going, then that's the thing that's going to come up. So here's the question for you. What's keeping you from not just thinking that you want to do what God is asking you to do, but actually taking steps of faith and doing it, taking those action steps moving forward? Is it the fear of what people are going to think? Just like how Peter had that option with the whole crowd watching him. Is he going to do it? Yes or no? Is it that you can't logically make sense of how you'd even make money working from home, that it doesn't make sense in your mind for you to leave a career that you've worked so hard for? Is it that you are just attached to your career, that you this life is comfortable? You, you don't really, you're feeling this stirring that you want to be home with your kids, but you also 
don't like change and the idea of not going in every single day and not doing the things, it's easier to stay almost, even though you can feel that longing to do something different and to to be with your kids. Or is it the financial side of things, the financial security? Are you holding on to that? Like Peter had that option. You can, you know, you can stay with this bundle of money. You don't have to follow me. Like that was the, that was his choice. Like, are you going to follow me even though there's this money here? Right. And that financial security piece is a huge one for so many people. And I'm not suggesting that you just leave your job if you don't have the financial means to do so. That's between you and God. But only you know if that's part of it. Because sometimes, I know it was a case like this for me, I thought that I needed to make way more money than I actually needed to make to be able to quit and pursue my online business. And sometimes it's also that we just like more money. We just want more money, the comfort of it, not not having to give up all the things that we, we've been able to enjoy in life through the financial security that we have. So I want to encourage you to ask God to reveal to you anything that may be holding you back. And there are probably some things that you know right now that are coming up as you're hearing this podcast and just jot those down, like really pay attention to those. That's the Holy Spirit bringing those up in your mind, in your spirit, so that you know what's holding you back. And it could be things that are holding you back from quitting your job, or it could be holding you back from doing the next big thing in your business. Whatever it is, take it to God so you can overcome it. It's really important to see, to to expose what's holding you back, to identify it. Once you identify it, you can you know, bring it to God, pray over it, expose it, put the light on it, the truth on it, so you can overcome it. And so you can do the thing that God wants you to do. Because as we know, Peter went on to be a foundational leader in the early church. I mean, we are still talking about his story 2000 years later. And the things that he did, you know, he got to be one of the apostles with Jesus. And the things he did in the early church, all because of this interaction in the boat. So who knows what's on the other side of you taking that step of faith and obedience to what God is asking you to do. But I want to encourage you today to take that step. Let go of whatever is holding you back. And I want to say that while this is all you, like these are your decisions, you have to get in a place with God. It doesn't mean that you can't seek counsel or get help along the way to help you expose those thoughts that are keeping you stuck. Because God works through people after all, right? If you're needing help in this area, book a call with me. I would love to help you work through this. I have both a free mini session and also a 90-minute intensive Mm -hmm. if you really want a deep dive. And if you're really needing that and you know what you really want to wrestle through and you're serious about this and you want to get through that so that you can start taking the action, book those calls with me. I'll put the links in the show notes below, but you can go to momwithacalling.com slash coaching to look at those. I hope this encourages you this week. I hope that you're inspired by this story, that you will really take to heart what I've said here today, what I've shared here today. Like I said, God just spoke to me through this and I felt like I needed to share this with you to encourage you to to let go of the things holding you back so that you can actually follow where God is calling you. So as always, keep pursuing your calling and I'll see you next time. 
Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.